0: So, Mom, you introduced me to the work of Saul Lewitt With this idea that the instructions are the artwork The concept is the artwork And then the execution of it is something that anyone can do And we're seeing that here, just brought into real life Alison Knowles has instructed us to make a salad And then you see it acted out Anyone can do it Anyone can be an artist And who knows what's going to happen
1: Hi I'm Ben Davis, and this is The Art Angle, the podcast from Artnet News, where the art world meets the real world, bringing each week's biggest stories down to earth. Well, the end of the year is upon us, and it is also the end of an era here at Artnet News. Our fearless executive editor, Julia Halperin, is leaving her post. Truly, I do not know what we will do without her, and I'm going to get choked up if I talk about it too much, but we're not going to get all maudlin here. As a send-off for Julia, we thought we'd end the year, as we usually do, with something lighthearted: the ArtNet News Year-In quiz! Given the fact that no one has spent more time editing news digests early in the morning, editing art news through the day, and researching the art market, Julia is our perfect contestant, and we hope that you at home, our Artnet News Superfans, can play along as well. So Julia, you're here with me at the Art Angle HQ. Say hello.
0: Hi, everyone.
1: How are you doing?
0: I'm good. I feel I've been preparing my whole life for this moment, the Artnet News end of your quiz.
1: So it sounds like you're ready to dive right in and play. I'm ready. So, Julia, our game has three segments. There are a total of 20 possible points. Here's what's at stake. If you get one to five points, we're going to call you an art loser. With six to 10 points, you're an art novice. At 11 to 15 points, you are an art watcher. And with 16 to 20 points, we're going to give you the title of true Artnet news hound. Are you ready to put your entire reputation on the line, Julia?
0: I've truly never wanted anything more.
1: So the first segment of the Artnet news quiz is inspired actually, by a bit of Art Angle lore. I don't know if we've ever actually brought this up on the show before, but the name The Art Angle itself actually is sort of an inside joke between you and me. Um, Long before both of us worked at Artnet News and actually before the podcast boom, we got together at a coffee shop and we brainstormed ideas for our own art podcast that never happened. The only concrete thing that came out of those conversations was an idea we had for a recurring segment that was called What is the Art Angle? And we pictured it as kind of a fun outro for each episode where our listeners would get a glimpse of art news brain or the kind of brainstorming process of looking at the news and trying to figure out what the art angle was. We open up Google News, look at the top stories, and just riff on what the art angle might be. So our first segment on the ArtNet News Quiz this year is called, What is the Art Angle? And Julia, we are going to do just what you and I talked about all those years ago. We're going to see if you can come up with a convincing art angle for these five trending general interest news stories. We'll be manning the bell and we'll ding you if you manage to come up with an art angle. And you can say pass if you can't do it. You'll have 15 seconds for each headline. Are you ready, Julia?
0: I'm sweating a little.
1: Okay. So what is the art angle? First up, Julia, here's a headline from MSNBC. Lawmakers introduce Bill to ban TikTok. Julia, what is the art angle?
0: What will artists do on TikTok if it's banned?
1: That was one point for Julia. Headline two. CNBC. Fed raises interest rates half a point to highest level in 15 years. Julia, what is the art angle?
0: Do high interest rates help or hurt the art market?
1: That's two for two. Headline three. From the BBC. Breakthrough in nuclear fusion energy announced. Julia, what is the art angle?
0: Who's the next artist in residence at CERN?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. It was not (laughs) discovered at CERN. It is a scientifically illiterate answer. (laughs) It's not science, Matt News. We're going to buzz you. Headline four from Fox 5. Winter storm coming. Will the NYC area see snow? Julia, what is the art angle?
0: How are New York museums preparing for the oncoming blizzard?
1: That's a point. And last but not least from the Economic Times. Arizona Senator Kristen Cinema quits Democratic Party and registers as independent.
0: What kind of art does Kristen Cinema collect?
1: That is a good one. That is 4 for 5. Woo! You are almost out of the art loser box, Julia. At the end of round 1, you have 4 points. Our second segment of the Artnet News Quiz is based on another bit of Artnet News office lore. The segment is called, Julia, you've got a lot of explaining to do. And in fact, why don't you tell us where that iconic phrase comes from, Julia?
0: This iconic phrase comes from a visit my mom and I took to the Whitney Biennial a number of years ago. And my mom knows a lot about art. She has been an art dealer. She was a docent at the National Gallery, but she still requires a little bit of convincing when it comes to the most avant-garde contemporary art. And so we were at the Whitney, and I think we were looking at a collection of David Foster Wallace's journal pages, for some reason was included in the show. And she saw it, and she looked at me, and she said, Julia, you have a lot of explaining to do.
1: That is a situation not uncommon to art journalists and people who write about art of all kinds. So we thought it a worthy segment to have at this year in time when people are going home to their families to talk about the year. But you don't need to go home to your family, Julia. We have your mom, Candace, right here in the studio with us. Say hi, Candace. Hello, everyone. So, Candice, you are going to be judging Julia. We are going to show the two of you some artworks that have been in the news in the last few years. I'm going to describe the artworks for people at home and for you. And then, Julia, you will explain to your mom why this is an important and valuable work of contemporary art. Candice, you can ring the bell if you are convinced. And, Candice, I know a lot is at stake here in this quiz and I know that she's your daughter but we're counting on you to keep us honest about whether these artworks actually make sense. Are both of you ready?
0: We're, ready? we're ready.
1: Okay three points at stake. You'll have a minute for each artwork in order to do your best to explain it. Julia and Candace, here is the first work of art. This is Elaine Sturtevant's. Warhol Licorice Maryland from 2004. It's an image for those at home of Marilyn Monroe's head on a flat black background with even pink skin, bright yellow hair, bright red lips, and blue eyeshadow. The colors are flatly applied, and the blacks have a faded smudged quality. All the qualities of an Andy Warhol Maryland painting, except this one, is not by Warhol. It is by Sturtevant. Julia, can you explain Warhol Licorice Maryland to Candace?
0: Okay, so this work looks like a Warhol, but it's not. And therefore, it's asking a lot of questions about originality and what we think of as artistic genius. Sturtevant has basically copied it, but she's also saying, I have a big enough attitude to take your work and present it as my own. And doesn't that mean something a little bit different when a woman does it? Isn't it an interesting question about genius and artistic quality and what we make and what we value.
1: All right. Candice. That's a ding. That's a ding. <laughs> I,
0: I, had to, I had to really
2: consider that argument. <laughs> Took me a minute to kind of take that all in because I am a natural skeptic at heart. And, you know, I wondered about the whole idea of originality. And uh, wasn't that just kind of stealing someone else's idea, but I will say that you gave me a different way to think about it. So, I don't know if I'm 100% convinced, but you definitely made me think, so I'm like, you know. That's I'm, worth the ding. I'm That's worth the ding. Yeah.
1: Alright. Well done, Julia. You had a lot of explaining to do, and you got the job done. On to your second artwork of the segment. This is Anthea Hamilton's Project for Door, after Gaetano Peschi from 2015, an artwork I love that was nominated for the Turner Prize. And in my opinion, an absolutely unforgettable work. It is described by the Tate as a large backside or butt, inspired by a photograph showing a model by Italian designer Gaetano Peschi. It is, for those at home, a twice-human-height sculpture of a freestanding human behind with two hands holding the backside
0: either cheek <laughs>
1: with two hands <laughs> holding the cheeks Julia can you explain Anthea Hamilton's project for door to your mom
0: I can <laughs> doesn't mean I want to <laughs> um okay am I am I on go okay so this is an artist who's taking a very cheeky photograph and turning it into something monumental. It's got this weird, surrealist vibe. They're breaking all the rules. They're changing all the sizes. This was originally a small photograph. It's become this huge portal into a new world. And isn't that kind of what you want when you walk into a museum? You want to have your world transformed.
1: And that's 30 seconds. Candice. That's a a ding.
2: (laughs) That was a total home run. I Absolutely loved that idea of being transformed and sent into a new world. And, you know, the playing with the scale. Of course, the cheeky comment. I mean, that got me right away.
1: (laughs) Julia, uh, ace with the wordplay on the fly. Two for two. One more point at stake in this segment. And here... It is. This is Alison Knowles' Make a Salad from 1962, restaged in 2016 2017. It is a performance artwork and it is described thusly Performers will prepare various salad ingredients before emptying the contents onto a large tarp. Fair visitors and onlookers can participate by helping to toss the salad high into the air before it is served. And Julia and Candace are looking at a photo of a man throwing what appears to be a large pitcher of salad dressing from a balcony into a giant tarp full of lettuce and other salad toppings. Julia, can you explain Alison Knowles' Make a Salad to Candace?
0: Okay, I really have a concept for this one. So, Mom, you introduced me to the work of Saul LeWitt with this idea that the instructions are the artwork, the concept is the artwork, and then the execution of it is something that anyone can do. And we're seeing that here just brought into real life. Allison Knowles has instructed us to make a salad, and then you see it acted it out. Anyone can do it. Anyone can be an artist. And who knows what's going to happen?
1: Five more seconds, Julia.
2: You <laughs> love You love
0: salad! <laughs>
2: Can I and give? That's time. Can I give a half a ding? Oh, uh, okay, half a d- fine. <laughs> I mean, I have to live with her, you know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> how so did Julia convince I, you?
2: This is the hardest one of the three to get me. I think the part that I'm still having a little bit of a hard time with is how is making a salad art. Now you did say that anything could happen. When you throw that stuff together, so, and anyone can be an artist. So I think that maybe is what's pushing me in the direction of the ding, but that is a tough one.
0: You didn't like that whole Sol thing where I complimented you? Well,
2: Sol even though he only gave the instructions, you came up with an artwork somewhere, you know? So I'm not sure if I think making a salad constitutes that. So I'm going more with the concept of the anyone can be an artist, anything can happen.
0: She's tough, but she's fair. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Thank you for being our judge, Candace. <laughs> My <You're> pleasure. Fantastic. <laughs> she described you as tough but fair. So I think you lived up to that reputation. At the end of our second segment of the Artnet News Quiz, Julia, you have seven points. And well, you are firmly in the art novice category, moving on up. So that brings us to the main and final event of the Artnet News quiz, which is the Art in the Headlines 2022 quiz. Julia has looked at the Art News every day. She's done deep research on the iniquities of the art market. She's been to art fairs around the world. She lurks on Art Twitter. But can she keep it all in her head? How much does Julia know about what happened this year on Artnet News? How much do you at home know? We're about to find out. Your final chance to crack the status of Artnet NewsHound. Are you ready? I'm ready. Julia, here we go. This is a multiple-choice question. In February, actress Gwyneth Paltrow got in trouble because the Ruth Asawa sculpture pictured in her Architectural Digest spread turned out to be what? A. Fake B. Stolen C. Hung Upside Down or D, painted to match the room? Julia. The
0: answer is A, fake. But I see what you were doing there with the C, hung upside down, because that's what Kendall Jenner did with her James Terrell.
1: Wow, that is one point. Well played. As a bonus, can you name the actual artist of the Wire Basket piece owned by Gwyneth Paltrow, Julia? Absolutely not. That would be Delisa Krieger, who learned technique at a workshop taught by one of Asawa's daughters. So, it almost counts. Okay, one point for Julia. Question two. On May 9, the International Council of Museums issued an emergency statement. It stated, Related to conservation, the most important notion is prevention is better than cure. Wrong treatment will destroy an object forever. What event was it weighing in on, Julia?
0: That would be Kim Kardashian wearing Marilyn Monroe's dress to the Met Ball.
1: That is correct. What was the nature of the scandal that they were so concerned about?
0: She wore the dress even though it didn't quite fit. And then a few photos revealed the stitches had been opened in the back. And that was very distressing to the conservators at the International Council of Museums.
1: That's correct. She was unable to close the dress In the back, over her behind. And as a bonus, Julia, what museum had Kim Kardashian borrowed the dress from?
0: It would be Ripley's Believe It or Not.
1: That's correct. Two points. Julia, you're now at 11 points. On your way as we go into question three. Julia, I'm going to read you a riddle. So hear me all and listen good. Your effort will be worth the cold. If you are brave and in the wood, I give you title to the gold. This riddle relates to a figure who was in the art news this June. Julia, who is that figure?
0: Forrest Fenn? The guy who hid his treasure?
1: That is correct. The answer is New Mexico antiquities dealer Forrest Fenn. In 2010, New Mexico art dealer Forrest Fenn hit a bronze chest filled with two million in gold coins somewhere in the Rocky Mountains and challenged the world to find it via the clues hidden in a riddle in his self-published autobiography, The Thrill of the Chase. A medical student cracked the code in 2020, uncovering the treasure in a location in Wyoming. And for a bonus point, Julia, why was Forrest Fenn in the news this June?
0: Part of the treasure was going to be auctioned at Sotheby's. Not Sotheby's. No. I would have gotten a press release about that.
1: That is incorrect on all counts. It was his art collection, not the treasure, that was being auctioned off by his family, and it was at Hindman Auction House in Cincinnati, Ohio on June 9. A rare miss for Julia as we go in to question four. In August... It was reported that students at Arts University Bournemouth had been tracking the movements of the school's vice president, Paul Goh, and were accusing him of what? Julia?
0: Being Banksy.
1: As a bonus, which of the following figures has not been previously accused of being Banksy during your time here at Artnet News? Is it A, street artist Mr. Brainwash, B, Damon Albarn, the co-creator of the experimental music group Gorillaz, C, British breakdancer Banksy, that's Banksy with an X, or D, Bristol resident Robin Gunningham? Julia.
0: I'm going to go with C.
1: The correct answer was B, Damon Albarn co-creator of the experimental music group Gorillaz, has not been accused of being Banksy, although his co-creator of the band, Jamie Hewitt, has been accused of being Banksy, and so has Robert Del Naja, frontman of the electronic music band Massive Attack, and so has the 90s anarchist pop group Chumbawamba. There are a lot of theories about Banksy out there. All right, a bit of a stumble for Julia as we go in to question five. Quote, The whole thing is creepy. This was said in September 28th by Mary Ann Martin, one of the leading Latin American art dealers in the world. Martin was referring to an event that took place on July 30. What was that event, Julia?
0: Oh, my God. Mary Ann Martin. She is a Latin American art specialist. Does it have something to do with Frida Kahlo? Can I get hints? Is that part of the bylaws? I'm
1: sorry. That is not the way of the news hound, Julia.
0: You got to sniff out the clues, (laughs) Ben. Is it immersive freedom?
1: I'm sorry, Julia. In July, crypto art entrepreneur Martín Mubarak filmed himself burning a page from Frida Kahlo's diary in a giant martini glass at an event at a Miami mansion as a promotion for a line of Frida Kahlo-themed NFTs based on the incinerated artwork. He described it as the most historical NFT in existence. When footage of the art burning party started to draw attention in September, Mubarak was condemned by Mexican authorities for destroying national patrimony, one of the biggest Artnet news stories of the year, and therefore a little embarrassing. As a bonus to dig yourself out of the hole, can you tell me, Julia, which of the following was not an attraction at the event? at the Miami mansion where the Frida Kahlo drawing was burned as seen in the controversial promotional video circulated online. Is it A, a speech from the head of the Association for the Bladder Estrophy Community? B, a fashion show featuring beachwear by Colombian designer Mario Hernandez? C, a performance by a fire dancer in a spangled body stocking? Or D, a lecture by a Frida Kahlo expert on the value and importance of her art.
0: This one's really clear to me. I'm willing to stake my reputation on it. I'm gonna go with D.
1: That's correct. There was very little to do with Frida Kahlo's (laughs) art at that event. We're in the home stretch now, and we currently stand at 14 points, putting you within striking distance of Artnet NewsHound status. Question six. In November, Christie's set a record with its $1.6 billion auction of works from the collection of Microsoft co-founder Paul Allen. Five paintings sold for more than $100 million in less than three hours on November 9th. What was the top lot and how much did it sell for, Julia?
0: The top lot was a work by Syrah. It was... Oh my God, guys. I don't know that I remember this. It was the small Syrah, It was a Syrah. And it was the small one of the three models in the studio. I think it was called Three Models. And it sold for 116 million?
1: Wow. I a humiliating I, defeat for Julia. Humiliating. It, is, it is George Surratt's The Model's Small Version from 1888, and it sold for 149.2 million. You can come back, Julia, with this bonus question. Part of the reason the demand for the Surat was so great was that Surat completed so few paintings in his lifetime. What was the total number of paintings he made, according to Christie's? Is it A, 25 paintings, B, 37 paintings, C, 47 paintings, or D, 55 paintings?
0: B crushing it was a wasn't it
1: it was it was c c it was c 47 paintings according to christie's okay i'm gonna give you another chance bonus before alan Surratt reset the artist auction record the previous top selling work by the artist also came from the collection of another titanically wealthy american who was it
0: rockefeller oof
1: john a whitney was the answer oh no (laughs) wow okay This is rough. Okay, you have...
0: (laughs) Listen, you edit and then you forget.
1: (laughs) Question seven. On November 24, Artnet News published its Thanksgiving listicle of great works of art from art history that pay homage to butter. Which of these is not the name of an artwork from that history-making listicle? Is it A, Mound of Butter? B... This is not a stick of butter, or C, bread and butter, brackets, night, or D, untitled. A. Ooh. (laughs) That is... Was uh, it D? It is is B. This is not a stick of butter. Not not a real work of art. Wow. (laughs) Well, Julia, your fate hangs on a knife's edge here. And the last section of the ArtNet News Headlines quiz. For the final three questions, we leave the president and take a deeper dive into Julia Halperin history here at ArtNet News. With 14 points. Question eight. You are a change maker. You've just published here the Burns Halperin Report, which is a very impressive deep dive into the statistics about the inequalities of of the art world and the art market. But you and I have made a different kind of change in a more modest kind of way back in 2018 with an article that we wrote. I'm going to ask you to complete the sentence from the headline and then explain what it was about. The article was called, Is it even possible to comprehend a work of art without what? Julia? Julia? A woman
0: standing next to it for scale.
1: (laughs) What was this article about?
0: This was about a phenomenon in stock photos of women, young women, mostly white women, standing next to an artwork in an extremely awkward way, craning their neck in a way where they couldn't, definitely physically speaking, couldn't see the artwork, but they were standing next to it for scale. And we collected a very, very large... Pile of photos of if women. Look at,
1: if you look at as, as many pictures of our art auction previews as we do, it's something you notice. Uh, very weird, kind of. I think we described it as a glitch in the matrix phenomenon. It's silly, but we made a little bit of a uh, difference. Honestly,
0: it was like the first, probably the first time my journalism has really had an impact. It's impact journalism, which is that they stopped using exclusively female employees. And now they use men, too.
1: Well, that is a worthy point. Okay. Two more questions. Julia, do you know what your, to this day, still the most read story that you've ever written is?
0: I think I do. I think it is the story about Damien Hurst's mockumentary on Netflix.
1: That is correct. And what is that mockumentary, Julia?
0: It is a imagined story behind his Venice exhibition, which was Treasures from the Wreck of the Unbelievable. So it was this entire elaborate backstory of a king whose gold and treasure and statues were uncovered from the water, and a lot of people commenting didn't realize it was fake.
1: Yes, for some reason, known only to the art Netflix consuming world, that story it was a blockbuster for the website and will determine your legacy for years to come. Finally, Julia. The last question of our evening, some years ago at another art website, you and I tried to coin the term "fatigue" for the phenomenon of people being burned out by art fairs. By 2019, you and Art Angle producer Tim Schneider proposed a new four-letter acronym for the new attitude of our professionals towards art fairs during the boom. What was that acronym?
0: JOMO? I have Missing Out?
1: That is correct. I don't
0: know that we coined Jomo, but I'm we g- may have been the first people to apply it to Art Fairs I'm in gonna, print.
1: I'm, you, as far as I'm concerned, um, it belongs to you. That is 17 points, Julia. Whew. You truly are an Artnet news hound. Congratulations, Julia. How do you feel?
0: Surprised, honored, speechless. I'd like to thank my mom for helping me get here.
1: Well... Thank you for playing. Thank you for being such a great colleague. And we're all going to miss you a lot here, Julia. I'm
0: going to miss you guys too. Best team in the biz. But I will be reading and listening along with everyone else.
1: That's it for this week's episode. If you like what you've heard, you can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Also, take a moment to rate and review us. It will help other listeners discover what we're doing. The Art Angle is produced by Sonia Manalili, Caroline Goldstein, and Tim Schneider. Thanks for listening, and see you next week.